Merry Christmas. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. And it's a special time here on the Lead Well podcast as well because we're helping you redefine your servant leadership. My new book, Redefine Your Servant Leadership, comes out right around the corner in January. And then before that, we wanted to bring a special replay of an episode we did earlier because it's about a concept in the book. It's about relationships and the relationships and the people you need as a leader so that you can grow. So you can grow the people, grow the business, grow the things that you lead. It's about building your personal leadership team, the five people that you need so that you can lead at your best. So enjoy this episode. Take the time where you may have this holiday break to identify these people so that you can go into 2024 with a team of people who can support you in your leadership so that you can go and lead and support others. Enjoy the episode. You've likely heard it's lonely at the top. Heck, you've probably said it as a way of encouraging yourself or reminding yourself what reality is. And if you just heard that for the first time, it's lonely at the top, it probably immediately made sense and it's sitting with you and you can feel that. Today, we're going to reframe that so we think about it differently. And because it is lonely at the top, we're going to walk through how to build your leadership support network. Let's jump in right now. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we give mission-driven leaders principled and practical advice so that you can do just that, lead well. I'm your host, John Kidwell. I get the pleasure of being here with you every single week as we talk leadership, we share tips, advice, answer your questions, and give some coaching. Let's not delay. Today is an important one. We're talking about building your leadership support network. It is critical. You feel it. It's lonely at the top. And y'all, I want to tell you, I want to share with you what I figured out about that statement. It's lonely at the top. We say that as leaders, we hear that as leaders, and immediately we jump to, oh, that means I don't get any people. I don't get to talk to anybody. People that used to be my peers are no longer my peers. Because I am the leader, and if I'm thinking about it in terms of a pyramid, there's only one person at the top, and that's me, and it's lonely. But we take what might be a reality, and we turn it into something that actually has to be true. And I'm telling you, it does not have to be true. It does not have to be lonely at the top for you in terms of people that you have that support you that help you, that are your trusted advisors and confidants. In fact, because the responsibility that you carry is so great, it can't be just you. You need people to pour into you so that you can continue to pour out to other people. Yes, it is lonely at the top, but let me tell you what the truth of that statement is. It is not lonely because you don't get relationship. It's lonely because Nobody understands the responsibility that you have like you do, and nobody ever will. So while it may become lonely because we don't pull people in and we don't build that leadership support network that we need to be able to lead at our best, the true loneliness is in understanding 
the weight of that responsibility. And because that is true, we actually need to work extra hard to bring people in. I just want to share with you quick about a time where I thought that I had to shoulder all of this at, you know, myself, because you kind of look and you see leaders bootstrapping it and you see and hear it's lonely at the top way too often. And so we tell ourselves things like we don't get our people. And I did this as well. I'd have a problem that I was facing. And instead of going to the team or going to mentors and coaches and friends that could help advise and guide me, I just sit and think I got to figure this out all by myself. And it, you know, we do the best that we can in that, but sometimes the stress and the pressure and the isolation, it it weighs on us. And I found myself so lonely without anybody to talk to that I was really starting to, to atrophy, to, to wither the stress and the pressure and the responsibility of it was crushing me. I got introduced to a book by Dr. John Townsend called People Fuel. And he talks about the nutrients, the relational nutrients that we need for life, leadership, for love. We're going to stay focused in on leadership. And he talks about growth teams, about life teams. We are going to focus in on that and build off of that into the leadership support network that you need, specifically five people that you need as a leader. As a leader, you need a coach, a mentor, a friend, a cheerleader, and a partner. When you are armed with those five people, those five relationships, you get the help. You have the trusted advisors. You have a group of people that can help hold you accountable, give you the encouragement that you need, and be there with you to help carry the load, the responsibility that you have as a leader. So never again will we use it's lonely at the top as a justification for not having relationships. Instead, we will know that it's about the responsibility that we carry. And because of that, we seek out relationships and we build our leadership support network. Before we dive into those five people that you need, I just want to talk quickly about the how important and how valuable this is. We bake this into the programs that we do. When we come and work with your organization, with your team, we build in group coaching and that support network with a coach and with peers right into it so that your VPs, your key leaders, your directors immediately gain that peer support and start to build a cohort of folks that they can go to and trust who they can collaborate with, who are gonna work together. And beyond that, maybe you're the CEO and you're saying, I need that group. We have group coaching where we bring people together so that they can get that same level of support outside of their organization. I say this so that you know that it's there, but I also say it so that you know how critically important we believe this to be. You need your people so that you can lead your people. Let me say that again. You need your people so you can lead your people. Let's talk about the five people that you need as a leader, your coach, your mentor, your friend, your cheerleader, and your partner. First up, coach. A coach is someone who is devoted to you, specifically to your success. Everywhere else in life, you may be devoted to the success of others, to serving them. And in a coaching relationship, this is a subject matter expert, podcast coach, communication coach, relationship coach, health coach, life coach, personal trainer. This person is devoted to you, your goals, your success. 
They help hold you accountable to that. They're going to ask you questions. They're going to help with frameworks. They are there to help you specifically succeed. And you need a coach. Coaches specifically in executive leadership are going to help you gain self-awareness. How am I coming off in this specific scenario? They're going to help you where you may not have the accountability. You're a solo business owner. You might not have accountability. Or maybe you have a board that's hands off. You're a CEO and you don't get kind of that localized accountability like you really need. An engaged person that's there making sure that you are doing what you set out to do. A coach can do that and be that for you. They are there to help you identify growth areas, become aware of them, build a plan and a structure through frameworks to get to them and hold you accountable to it. As a leader, you need a coach so that you have someone that is there specifically devoted to you and your growth and your development and your success. So that's first one up is you need a coach. Now, big old caveat, right? Everybody always asks, do you just, this is a coach that has to be paid for? No, it doesn't have to be, but they should have some coach training and the ability to be able to structure it so that it is specifically focused on you. All right, next up is a mentor. Now, what is the difference between a coach and a mentor? I would say that the difference, the largest difference between a coach and a mentor relationship is the coach relationship is more structured than the mentor relationship. The other thing that often happens in mentor relationships is that it starts to become a two-way street. And like we said before, that coach relationship is someone that's specifically devoted to serving you. It doesn't have to be reciprocal. But that mentor one usually kind of turns to that. So how do you pick a great mentor for yourself as a leader? Look at someone who is further ahead than you with how they are, their character, and with what they have achieved. So you're looking for someone that you want to be like them. You like the way that they lead. You like the way that they engage with people. And you also see that they have had some modicum of success. They have the character and the skills. You're looking for that in a mentor. Someone that can come along and give you advice. Someone that you can ask questions by taking them to coffee or lunch. And as we said, like a coach relationship, this is usually less structured. So a mentor is someone that's ahead of you. Well, does that mean that they're older than you? No, no, it doesn't mean that they're older than you. In fact, oftentimes it's a great thing when they're your same age, when they're younger than you. It's just how they are and what type of success achievement that they have. Let me give you two places where I have had mentoring specifically in my life. One is in a group mentoring setting. I've done this a couple of times. They're super powerful. And for me specifically, they have been cross-generational, meaning a bunch of young folks with a bunch of folks that have a little bit more life experience. Uh, not old. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they have more life experience. But it was a bunch of guys in their 20s and 30s and a bunch of guys in their 50s and 60s. In one setting, we got together once a month on a Monday. We cooked dinner and we talked about life and business and leadership. It was awesome. And out of that kind of grew individual mentor-mentee relationships. Very, very similar, just a little bit more structured, if you will, uh, kind of. But another place is uh, group coaching where we get together every Friday and we actually have someone speak. And then in a table, uh, again, cross-generationally, we have some 
more tenured individuals and some of us that don't have as much tenure. And we talk about what was talked about. And then out of that kind of flows into the individual relationship. So you can get into some group mentoring spaces. Here also we're talking about a mentor. And I have two gentlemen specifically that I call, that I go to, to ask them questions, to get their trusted counsel, to say, if you were in my same shoes, what would you do in this scenario? Uh, And I'll pick up the phone and I will talk to them. We will every now and then jump on a Zoom or go have coffee. So it's both kind of structured and informal. But the big key thing for that mentor is just you look at someone who and how they are and what they have achieved that you want to move into. Uh, And then reach out, set up that connection, start talking to them. It doesn't have to be as awkward as, um, I'm looking for a mentor and I'm just wondering if this would be something that you would do for... No, just, hey, I, I really value you and how you do things and where you are in life. Would it be okay if I take you out to lunch? Could I take you to coffee? Would it be okay if I call you sometimes and if you're available, you answer some questions that I have and let it grow from there. All right, so we've gone through two of the five people that you need as a leader, a coach, a mentor. Now let's talk about a friend. Yeah, that's right. Leaders need friends. And leaders need non-work friends. You need somebody that is not in that place where you are leading, where you are seen, where they're a colleague, where they are being paid by you or whether they pay you. Uh, If they're a leader that's above you, right? And the leader of leaders type of thing. You need somebody that is a non-work friend, that y'all just enjoy each other, that you share hobbies, that you share life, that you can talk about those things. And I get it. As adults, it is so awkward and hard to find friends. I, I find that it's always like at the kiddos' soccer games and you know, there's another person there and you're like, kid play soccer, huh? Cool. We could probably be friends. Uh, <laughs> like I, I get it. It's super awkward. It's super hard. And it's super necessary. You need a friend, someone that you can talk to that is completely outside of that sphere of your leadership, where you can rely on them, where they can completely know you, where they can help hold you accountable, where you all can just talk about absolutely nothing related to work. You need someone outside of the sphere to help you so that you're stronger inside of your sphere of leadership. So you got your coach, your mentor, your friend, and let's face it, you need someone that just pumps you up and fills you with rocket fuel. (laughs) You need a cheerleader. That's the fourth person that you need as a leader is a cheerleader. Someone that is just going to come in and encourage you, tell you, you are doing a great job. You've got it. There has never been another leader like you in all the world. (laughs) Someone that can just tell you all of the good things, celebrate all of the successes, because maybe you don't get to celebrate those out in front of other people. You just call this person. You're like, hey, I just had a big win today. Can you tell me how good of a job this was? And that is great to celebrate these things. Or maybe it's the reverse. You got to walk into a really hard situation and you're just call this cheerleader and you're like, hey, here's what I need. I just need a little rocket fuel. I need you to pump up that adrenaline. Tell me I'm doing a good job. Tell me that I am courageous, that I can go do this thing. This is someone that's just pouring into you, right? Those are four. This last one is the only one that I would tell you is specifically to the work that you do. Your coach, your mentor, your friend, your cheerleader, they can all be outside of the organization. They can all be outside of it. They don't have to be except for that friend one. 
But this last one, this partner, every leader needs a partner. If we know that it's most naturally going to be lonely at the top, let's take somebody with us, <laughs> right? If we know that in, in all these places that we know problems exist as leaders, we build in structure. We build in support. We build in systems to avoid the problems. So let's do that too. As leaders, find a partner. The best partner for a leader is someone that is high trust. This has to be someone that you trust completely because you're going to bring them in all the way to that inner circle of you and being able to talk about stuff, being able to be that person that can give you unfiltered feedback, that person that you don't have to show off for. And frankly, you don't have to show off for anybody and you don't have to act like that in front of anybody. But I get that sometimes you feel that way. But this person is inside. They know you. They are for you. You all work well in tandem and there's a high trust relationship. Second, they compliment you. So not only do they trust you, but they help fill in a lot of the gaps that you have. <laughs> and yes, you and I have gaps and we need people to help fill those in. But specifically in work, we need that partner to help complement us. So they're the yin to your yang. If you are the visionary, perhaps they're the operator that can help execute on that. If you're the get your hands dirty type of person, maybe they're a little bit more strategic. If you are the one that is great at communication, they might be great at execution. If you, my friend, are a follow-through type of person and you just check all of those boxes, this person might be more open-ended, question-asker, idea-generator. Look for someone that complements you in your leadership style. Your partner is high trust and they complement you so that you, together, building that team, show up as the full-circle, well-rounded you know, organization team that is needed to be able to lead. And it starts with you having a partner. There you have it. The five people you need on your personal leadership team, a coach, mentor, friend, cheerleader, partner. You have time this week, most likely, at least if you're like me, you do get out a piece of paper and write down those words and then go to the other side and write down a person's name right next to it. Maybe they already exist. Maybe you have a coach. Maybe you have a partner at work. Maybe you don't. So write down somebody's name who it could be. Spend this week figuring out how am I going to engage with this person so that they can be a part of my personal leadership team, support me so that I can grow and continue to grow others and grow the business in 2024. And if you want to dive in and start on the book before you can get it in a couple of weeks, Go to redefineyourserventleadership.com and get your excerpt today. You can start reading over the holidays. I wish you all a very happy new year. And until we talk next time, be well, lead on, and God bless. God bless.